This is the Amblecote Christian Centre podcast. Welcome to the third podcast and our Vision Update 2021 series. Hopefully you're getting in the flow by now. You've got two down and this is number three with four to come. So it's me and Tim again. Way. Yeah, I'm here as well. We'll be doing all four <laughs> unless you haven't picked that up by now. And just to say, when you say four to come, you mean number four to come, <laughs> yeah. not four more podcasts after this one. This isn't a seven part series. <laughs> no, no. So we'll just say... two to go after, no, one to go after this one. Vision update 2022 will be the seven <laughs> podcasts, but we'll, we'll build up slowly. So Tim, why don't you recap what we've done so far? Yeah, so hopefully if you're listening to this, you've listened to podcast number one and two. As we've said before, if you haven't, we suggest stopping this and going back and listening to those two first as they run in order. But basically, as a very quick recap, what we looked at in number one was really kind of where we're heading as a church family and uh, that we've been heading there for a while now, but wanted to have been fleshing it out a little bit, what it looks like and uh, what it means to be part of a church family. Um, obviously, it's around what we believe. We, we need to be Christians, but it's also and um, importantly as well about pursuing community mission discipleship together. So if we had to summarise what is our vision, where are we heading, where is it that we hope to be um, in the future, um, then we could summarise it maybe as groups of people faithfully living out community mission and discipleship together. And then in podcast two, we looked a bit deeper at um, what that looks like in terms of community. So we, we went a bit deeper into community. Tried to paint a picture. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, as we, we were just saying before this podcast, also to inspire, you know, inspire yeah. us to what, um, what is possible, what God calls um, each of us as his followers to. And we're really excited about that. So in this podcast, we're going to look into discipleship and try mm. and go a little bit deeper into that. So Tim, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. What, what does this mean in terms of what do we mean by discipleship? And uh, as Tim said, our prayer for you as you listen to this is is definitely that you'll get your heads around a little bit more how we're leading as elders and where we're heading as a church. But beyond that, that your heart would be stirred to yeah. to want these things. Yeah. So uh, discipleship. Well, when Jesus called people to be with him, as we read in the Gospels, he, he sort of wandered up and said, follow me, and then wandered off. <laughs> and... Um, and that was it. Uh, he called them to join him in his way of life, like where he went, yeah. they were to go, like what he did, they were to do. Um, so he didn't call them just to believe some things, although he did call them to believe some things. He didn't call them just to do certain tasks, though he did give them tasks. He called them into his way of life. And that basically is what we mean by discipleship, that when we become Christians, we give our whole lives over to Jesus and we begin to live his way. Um, so, the, yeah, we just kind of, again, want to get rid of any misconceptions that being a Christian is just about believing stuff. Mm. That is crucial. Uh, it, it involves believing that Jesus is God, that he died for our sins, the classic kind of statements of Christian faith. They're crucial. And we talked about those in the first podcast. But today we're going to spend our time really talking about this aspect of yeah. living the kind of life that Jesus teaches us to live. And sometimes that word discipleship can be a bit strange in our culture. I don't know how many times do you use it when you're not talking to another Christian, Tim? Not very often. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we, I wonder if a better word for us might be apprenticeship. Like when I say apprenticeship, we all know what that means. That pops up into our head. And normally a young person who's learning a trade, they're there day in, day out, learning skills, learning how to do something, learning from someone who's further along than they are. And that's what we are as Christians. We're all apprentices to Jesus. We spend time with him. We learn to become like him and to do the things that he does. So apprenticeship is discipleship. Both mean uh, becoming like Jesus and living his kind of life. And um, when Jesus had risen from the dead and he was about to ascend back to God, his last words to his followers, and we, we again, we quoted these in the last podcast as well. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, or if you want to change the language, make apprentices of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They had to believe some things that were true and teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, living the life of Jesus. So as a church, what we do is not just to teach one another what Jesus commands us to believe, but also how he commands us to live. So that would be my kind of introductory yeah. summary. Is that right? So kind of all of us are apprentices to Jesus and this involves learning all the time how to live the kind of life that Jesus lived. I think it's probably worth saying there that um, if Jesus is the God-man, yeah. you know what I mean, then the life that he lived, it's not in a sense strange no. or um, out of place or something maybe only a few people can do. Yeah. Sometimes we might look at sort of the way that Jesus was and as, as the abnormality, but I guess what we're kind of saying is, Jesus came to show us what being human, yeah. the life that we are all made to live, was really like. And that's exciting, isn't it? It is. And so his call to discipleship is not a call to anything we wouldn't want. It's like a call to freedom. It's like, do you yeah. really want to live the life that you're created for? Do you want to experience all that you've been made to enjoy? Well, come and live my way. Yeah. And I'm sure deep down there's that call, especially for us that are going to be listening to this podcast as that call to the life that mm. Jesus has called us to, a desire. We might struggle with it at times. We yeah. might have barriers in our life um, against it. But I don't know about you, but I am drawn to that life. And I want to live more and more of my life in the way that Jesus has taught us. You might want to like pause for a minute yeah. and just imagine in your head that, um, that Jesus physically kind yeah. of incarnated the real... Jesus in a body <laughs> yeah. came to you and said, come follow me, come spend your life with me, learning from me. Wouldn't you all leap at that? Wouldn't you all just, you'd leave everything, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just want to be with you. Um, and, and, and if Jesus said, I want you to do these things for me, you'd, you'd think, what well, a privilege, like Jesus has given me a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but that, that's still the offer, yeah. you know, and, and say, maybe stay with that image because that's, mm. that's the call of Jesus for discipleship. So thinking a little bit about what this would involve. Yeah, let's sketch this... it out a bit, Tim. Like, go on, give us one, 
Like, let's put some flesh on the bones. What yeah. does this look like for us now in our church family? So I think this one might be a bit obvious, but I hope um, we would all sign up to this, that discipleship is about learning about God, Jesus and the Bible. So um, we'll talk about experience in a bit. We have a personal experience of Jesus, but also we read about him and experience him in the word, in the Bible, Mm. in his word. And so if, you know, we are called, if we feel called to this life and we want to give our life to following Jesus, then, um, you know, knowing the Bible, learning the Bible, reading the Bible, understanding it will be part of that discipleship. And it is a blessing to us, isn't it, to mm. have the scriptures, to have the, the written accounts of Jesus's life and the letters and obviously Old Testament and all of it, the whole Bible that teaches us who God is, who we are and who we are in the world as well is a big part, I think of what discipleship is about it has to be doesn't it it has to be and it will look different for different people Mm. you know different ones of us have different ways of learning and different kind of capacities and that kind of thing but it's hard to imagine an apprentice to jesus who's not growing in there in some way in some way and it might like you say it's not that's not to put pressure on it might be in small ways but our desire as a disciple, a follower, an apprentice of Jesus is that we would know his word yeah. better increasingly throughout our lives. The second thing to say, though, is um, that we don't just know Jesus um, by learning about him from the Bible, um, but we, we grow in knowing him from our own experience as well. Like Jesus called us to be with him. And he, he, he still calls us to be with him in a very real way. Um, he comes by his Holy Spirit to all of us who are Christians and comes to live in us. You know, the scriptures talk about him tabernacling and making his home among us, that we become temples of the Holy Spirit, where the presence and glory of God comes to dwell. So part of our apprenticeship will be learning how to grow in our personal knowledge of the love of God Mm. in our own lives and experience Mm. Um, that means learning how to pray Mm. how to be with God you know it's sometimes we just we can assume that when you become a Christian you'll just know how to do that (laughs) but it's not true like we we all have to learn to be with God and to um, I don't even know what the word is but we have we learn how to be present with Jesus yeah. and with the Holy and Spirit. Jesus did that with his disciples. Did, you know, we read about that in the Gospels. He taught them how to and pray. Said, Teach <laughs> us to pray, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So like you say, as you become an apprentice, you, yeah. you imagine that right at the start, just like an apprentice in a in a woodwork or whatever, has no idea what to do. Yeah. You know, we do not know how to pray, and yet Jesus comes and he teaches us the experience of prayer, how to come to God, yeah. how to commune with God, how to know him. And that goes on, if we're honest, throughout our lives, doesn't it? And that scripture is a great example because we know that Jesus gets up early in the morning, spends hours with the Lord on his own and all of that. But he knows where his disciples are at. So when they say, teach us to pray, he doesn't say, set your alarms. (laughs) What he says is, say these words. Like he gives them something that they can do. Yeah. and draws them on into that and, and he does the same for us so part of our apprenticeship will be learning all these things learning how to speak to God how to hear him speaking to us and how to discern his involvement mm-hmm. in our lives and um, that's really important isn't it? 
So it's about the Bible, knowing about God, learning him, knowing his word. It's about a personal experience. But I wonder, Tim, and we've talked a bit about this. Well, we've talked a lot about this actually (laughs) over um, recent times. Whether we miss out that it's also a third aspect is that it's about um, how we live. So Jesus not only teaches us what to believe, um, he not only welcomes us to a relationship with him, although that is critical. The third thing we want to talk about is... He gives us an example of what life is like, how to live life. And what you're talking about, Tim, I think is not, is kind of the whole of life, not just the times when we are connecting with God kind of relationally or in our Bibles. And I think that's why, you know, our vision update 2021 has aspects of our services in it. And we talk, we'll talk a bit about some of that in it, but that is not the focus. The focus is not to create meetings, yeah. but to actually walk with God and to follow Jesus. So I think we can talk there, can't we, about um, rhythms yeah. and habits and patterns. Jesus yeah. had ways of living life um, that he um, demonstrates both in the scriptures, but then also as, he, as we walk with him as well. Yeah. And as we kind of hear his teaching, we respond to his teaching, then our lives, we pray and we hope, line up more and more with the rhythms and the we could call it the ways couldn't we the yeah, way yeah. the journey yeah. that jesus um brings and the first christians were called the followers of the way like they were defined by a way of life yeah like in basic terms just doing what he said yeah <laughs> living as he lived yeah, yeah. living as he yeah. lived and yeah. and you know say the psychologists would say that you know the rhythms and habits of our lives basically define who we become and jesus knew knew this (laughs) so he didn't what he says to his followers all the time if you just read the gospels he's always telling them what to do yeah like do this do that and and he's he's ushering them into a rhythm and a pattern of life that will shape who they become ultimately to become like him so i think tim we just want to be clear here don't we that um a lot of the things that we value as Christians, um, we've, we, we should value them because they're part of the rhythm of life that Jesus demonstrated and teaches. Yeah. So um, I'll take one example, but yeah. I'm sure you've got more, mate. So for example, uh, caring for the poor and loving the poor, justice for the poor, feeding the hungry, that is a crucial part of following Jesus. And there may be some of you who would say kind of, where's this in the vision? Yeah. Yeah. And we'd say, well, it's here. Yeah. Because Jesus commands us to do that. And say, if Jesus says it, it should be part, not just of, we shouldn't just do it once because Jesus says it, it should be part of a rhythm of our lives that we have a, a regularity of giving ourselves for the poor um, because that's the life that Jesus demonstrates. Mm. If I give another one that might not always be associated with discipleship, I think sometimes we can sort of see discipleship as a bit boring (laughs) i don't know why but i think that's because we've got a misunderstanding that discipleship is about becoming more and more like christ which cannot is anything but boring but what about encounter yeah so you know encountering the presence of god Mm. and we see in the life of jesus that he had moments clearly uh, where he encountered the Father and the presence. Yeah, you can talk mm. about the transfiguration. We can talk about his baptism coming out and the Holy Spirit descending on him. You know, real moments. Again, we would say that is part of what it means 
to live the way that Jesus lived. That's right. I think that we have to say those are different for different people and yeah. it's, it, we encounter it in a different way. The Lord is gracious and meets us in different ways at different yeah. times. But a very real present encounter with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with God, yeah. I think is really key to what it means to live in discipleship. Where, yeah, let's let's take worship. Yeah. Say like, where's the place of worship in our vision? It's right here. Yeah, because Jesus was a worshiper, yeah. and he demonstrates a life of a rhythm of worship that we would do well to model. And yeah. say the same for prayer, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, like? prayer. I think really you can probably <laughs> try and look at the life of Jesus, and you know all these things. If he did it, yeah, and if it's part of the the demonstration, and then in the the outworking of the church as well, mm-hmm. in the years that followed, you know that is what we see a discipleship as, and we so hopefully by apprenticing to Jesus, following mm. Jesus, and helping each other do that, we grow in our worship of God. Yeah. We love Him more. We want to give Him more of our adoration and our worship. We also grow in our prayer life, our communion with God. Yeah. We grow in our love for the poor. Yeah. We grow in you know I could go on and on. I think I think we get the point. <laughs> yeah, but and the reason why we think it's so important to think of it like this day is again because it it can be a temptation for us to take one part of the life of Jesus mm. and make that um, in inverted commas kind of what it's all about mm. to the neglect of something else. Say so I'll, I'll return to my um, caring for the poor um, example, and I'll do that because I've spent many years of my life writing in this area. Yeah. Like I'm passionate about it. But it's not okay for me to say it's following Jesus is about loving the poor but sort of refuse to address kind of relational problems in my in my friendships <laughs> because following Jesus is about both of those and he demonstrates both of those and that's the reason why we say these things come under and into discipleship because they have to come as a package and yeah. we can't like Jesus doesn't deal with people like this does he? he doesn't say oh yeah you can follow me in these three ways but mm. don't worry about these yeah, four yeah, yeah. it's his whole life that he calls us into um yeah so hopefully as you we'll talk about invitations later mm. on but as you walk with us yeah. in discipleship hopefully you will find that we will passionately encourage you to grow in your wrestling with the word of God, passionately encourage you to grow in your personal knowledge of the love of God. But the one that you may be less familiar with, we will passionately encourage you to pay attention to the rhythms and patterns and habits of your life that are shaping who you are. And I hope that this is a, um, it gives us a sense of hope and, and opportunity because for many of us, we may have reached points where like, we feel like we're stuck or we can't move forward in our relationship or we long for more of God who might express mm. it in different ways. And sometimes you, know, you sort of think, well, I've got to read the Bible more then. <laughs> okay, I'll read the Bible or okay, I've got to, you know, I'll worship harder or whatever. And of course, those things are part of this. But I think there's a real excitement that actually sometimes it's the rhythms and the patterns yeah. of our life just you know adjusting those bringing them allowing god to speak into them Mm. we can can really unlock things i've experienced that in my life to you know god speaks into some of the way that i live the ways that i'm living Mm. in and Mm. things open up in terms of my relationship with him we could go on about this i'm tempted almost but some of this teaching will also come into um, march and april's church family Mm. teaching on how we change yeah 
So uh, maybe it's best to leave that a bit open-ended. Yeah, I think it's worth saying that this is linked. So obviously Mm. we say this takes time. Yeah. You know, um, thankfully, you know, Jesus didn't expect his disciples to have it sorted the day after he called them. Yeah. It was a journey. It was a walk. Um, so it takes time. How long's your apprenticeship? Oh, actually, Jesus gave me sort of 60-year kind of yeah. estimate for my <laughs> apprenticeship. Yeah. So. <laughs> so it's a long-term project um, and an ongoing one, and one that we'll all, you know, we never arrive, you know, um, and we, all, we can always come to know him more and more, which is exciting. It takes practice, therefore, Tim. Yeah, practice. Practice makes not perfect. <laughs> practice makes progress. Uh. Um, but what I wanted to point out is that this is linked to community. Yeah. So one thing that we will be saying in these podcasts is you can't sort of start with one <laughs> and neglect the other two. So they're all interlinked. Discipleship links to community, community to mission, mission to, to discipleship. Yeah, so this is worth saying that again. That yeah. This isn't a step process where you, you get into community, <laughs> then you start doing a bit of discipleship, and if that goes really well, you advance to mission. Yeah. Um, and we'll flesh that out as we go through, but essentially any one of these without the other two starts to collapse. Yeah. So if you try and do this discipleship without the support of community yeah. or the outworking of mission, yeah. it will start to break down. Maybe that's another reason we can get stuck, do you think, mate? Mm. Like, you know, we our... like one of them and we're not so keen on the others. Yeah, or that sense <laughs> of I'm not going anywhere in my relationship yeah. with God. How yeah. can I invest more in discipleship? It may be... Actually, it's more about community yeah, or mission yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. So I think they are linked. I think that in order to do discipleship well, we need community. We need other people in our lives. Mm. And then always, as Jesus' life always pushed outwards, you mm. know, it pushes out um, into mission as well. So it's all kind of linked. It is. Now, I'll just say one thing on yeah. that. And the reason it's linked to mission is, if you st- we'll talk about mission more next podcast, but if you start to get to know someone who wants to know about your faith, you can't present them with an idea. You have to talk to them about what's true for you. And um, consequently, you'll start realising all sorts of ways you want to grow in your walk with Jesus when someone else starts asking you to share them with them. So, so Tim, where are we going as a church then? Like, How are we actually going to try and help one another grow in this as a church family? So our heart in these podcasts isn't just to teach, although we like going there. You know, it's to say, actually, what does this say about our journey? And Mm -hmm. really, it's to say that all that we've just said, our heart is to do this. Uh, Our desire, our heart is to do more and more of this, to, to open up more and more opportunities and to see discipleship growing in our church family. So as we said before, part of this will be through services, yeah. through meetings that we have, but we have to recognise that that will only ever be a small part of what discipleship is. Walking in the way of Jesus clearly is more than attending service, although attending services is great. And so a lot of this will work through in smaller groups, mm. smaller expressions. Um, Jesus clearly, he had 12 that he called aside and within that 12, he had three that he sort of was particularly close to. And again, this models a way of life for us. Again, that we need to be in those kind of transformative discipleship relationships. But that happens in smaller groups, really. Yeah, like if we want to live the way of Jesus, 
and we say, how are we going to help one another do that? It makes sense to try and do it by living the way of Jesus, yeah. right? So Jesus calls smaller groups, spends yeah. a lot of time with a small number of people. Definitely. So what we'd want to see growing is smaller contexts for yeah. discipleship. Yeah. So um, we'll talk a bit about the invitations maybe, but one-to-ones, two-to-ones, small group discipleship. I think is a big part of what we'd love to see grow amongst us as a church family. Yeah. I think that um, it has to be intentional. Yeah. We want to be, I suppose, we as elders, as, you know, trying to bring some leadership as we serve in our in our position as elders, want to be intentional mm. in helping us grow in our discipleship with each other. Um, and that takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort. But that is something that we're passionate about. Yeah, if you think of the example of an apprentice again, like if an apprentice is going to learn how to do plumbing, he can't just turn up to the with his plumbing kind of master and just sort of lounge around yeah. and say, oh, well, I've done eight hours with him today. No, it takes a level of intentionality, like you try this, you yeah. watch me do that, you hear me teach you about this. And... And that's the same with discipleship. Like it's all, very, it's great to have a smaller environment, like maybe a group of three that you meet with. But unless you're deliberate in saying, "Let's grow together," how can we learn? It it will it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> so as an eldership, we yeah. want to invest time, and yeah. our resources, our money as a church family, our attention into nurturing these kind of discipleship environments the, mm. the kind of environments that do all that we've just been talking about yeah that's what we want to see clearly we'll continue to teach uh, yeah. on a sunday we'll continue to do podcasts we'll yeah. put together courses yeah. and other things like that will be great but um we want to put we have a heart to put more of our time and energy into environments that create that kind of discipleship so that's what you shouldn't be surprised to see over the coming years if um, if we do like we do all the things Tim says, we run some courses, but the bulk of our time is, is supporting these smaller groups. That's that's what you yeah. you should expect. Really. And I think that can be said as well um, for elders and staff. Yeah. That we would want to see our elders and staff spend more time with people. Yeah. Um, rather than necessarily managing activities or things like that that can you know are important. But the more time we can spend with people, yeah. really investing in um, quality discipleship relationships, the better. And that's what we would encourage all of us to do. You know, it's yeah. not just yeah, for the yeah. elders and stuff. It's the way of life for any of us that, that um, are part of our church family here. So do you want to do, with what we've done it on each of these podcasts is do some invitations. So some real practical people mm. might listen to that and say, that sounds fantastic, but what can I actually do? What What's there? So we've got five invitations for you that you'll also see on the little handout that goes with the podcast. And by the way, if you if you if you haven't received a letter because mm. we don't have your address, or if you haven't got these, it's all on the website, so you can get them. But I'm just going to talk through these five invitations. Um, so the first one, uh, which hopefully um, makes sense now, is. Maybe for you, the first invitation to grow in your apprenticeship with Jesus is to get into a community. Mm. Um, change happens in community. Like we, we grow as apprentices to Jesus in community. And so if you haven't really got a, a kind of smaller community at the moment, then that might be your starting point, not just for community, but also for discipleship. 
And if you are in a community, then I think the thing that you might want to think about is how can you help your community to keep intentional about the journey of discipleship? I, I know myself, it's so easy to be a part of a kind of good Christian community, but for all kinds of reasons, to lose the heartbeat of trying to walk with Jesus and encourage one another to do that. So, so how can you be a kind of positive, constructive agent for change in helping your community keep focused on your apprenticeship to Jesus? So I think that's the first yeah. invitation, Tim. Yeah. Um, of course, some people might have these kind of relationships mm-hmm. already. Like you might have spiritual friends, um, I don't mean friends that are spirits <laughs> in that sense. I mean those who are friends who walk with you at a spiritual level as yeah. well as the other levels, or you may have a small group and that sort of thing. Um, and if you have them, but you're maybe thinking, but I don't, I don't really know how to get more intentional. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how to do that, or I feel a bit nervous about doing that. It then. can always feel, sometimes feel awkward, kind yeah. of asking these questions. You know, maybe you've got a relationship, but probably both people want to do it yeah. but what do you st- say you, know? you end up in the conversation don't you be like so how are you yeah and you waffle for a bit you say how are you i waffle for a bit and neither of us quite knows yeah. how to get there yeah if this is describing your experience <laughs> one thing that might help you is we've produced a little booklet it's called core groups booklet and that's not like some new kind of group we're starting but we had to give it a name <laughs> and it's just a booklet that's deliberately designed to help you make a kind of those groups of three, groups of four, even groups of two, those kind of um, friendships, relationships, is, is to help you make those intentional yeah. and to give you some tools. So if you'd find that helpful, I, I'll drive around and post one through your letterbox. Just get in touch with uh, me or with the office um, and we'll get one of those to you. Tim, we're Jesus, ultimately we're apprentices to Jesus, but... We also serve to kind of apprentice one another in that as mm. well, don't we? We we disciple one another, yeah. even as we're all discipled by Jesus. So yeah. Jesus calls us to make disciples. That is part of our, our role, isn't it? Um, mm. He calls us to mission, so we're not just um, observers. So if you have a heart to disciple or be discipled, yeah. is that fair to say then? Yeah. Um, one of the things that has been going on for well thousands of years, but uh, <laughs> it, here at a church family for many years, you know, is one-to-one discipleship, yeah. which is a bit more sort of intentional. Uh, so rather than maybe a friendship, it's a bit more like two people that really have a heart to either you know one person to be discipled or to disciple, and to kind of set up a bit of a time to meet and a time to be together to yeah. disciple one another, really. And it's okay to say that there's different seasons as a Christian yeah. out there. They're like, often when we're near a Christian, we're on the receiving end of a lot of that. Yeah. And that's right. Like sometimes we get embarrassed about that. But if you've been walking with Jesus for 20 years and I've been doing it for 20 minutes, yeah, I've got a lot to learn from you. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we're more the receiver. Uh, but then there also comes times where we're, the giver really where we we seek to help others Mm. and then for most of us we have relationships where we can have both you know where in some relationships we're more learning from someone Mm. else and you know being growing being apprenticed by someone else perhaps and other relationships where we more take that place and in the grace of god all of this is fine isn't it yeah yeah 
And I just think there might be those listening here that have, they think, oh, I could really do with that. I really need someone to sit with me and go through mm-hmm. the Bible or talk about prayer. Teach or, me to pray. Yeah, yeah, teach me to pray. Teach me how to worship. I don't know how to hear God. Some of those. Mm-hmm. Them, also, there may be those sitting, listening to this, thinking, I'd love to help someone do that. Yeah. But there's never really been an opportunity. You know? And it always feels a bit awkward to say, yeah. would you like me to help you? <laughs> Shall I disciple you? Yeah. It sounds a weird start, isn't it? So I guess that invitation is if you want to receive yeah. or offer kind of one-to-one, more intentional discipleship then we'd love you to get in touch really and the reason we say one-to-one or two-to-one is you also may be sitting there thinking i would love to kind of maybe help a newer christian and get alongside them but i've never really done that and i don't know how to do it and 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 so often what we do is we we'd sort of somebody who's done this before can go with someone else who wants to do it and in a way they learn how to disciple someone by doing it together like jesus did And it's fair to say that we spend quite a bit of our time doing this. Yeah. This is kind of a lot of of our time doing this and rightly so. And and also staff members as well do that. So, but it isn't just for elders and staff, it's for all of us. So if you have a heart, if something tugs at your heart and you think, yeah, you know, I'd love to do some of that, Mm. get in touch. We invite you to be more intentional in Mm. your discipleship. And that leads on to the fourth invitation. So, um, newer christians so people who have recently become christians um what we'd love to do as a church is really offer loads of support because often in those early years there's so many questions and so many it's such an exciting time there's so much to grow in and god if you noticed how he always answers the prayers of new christians more than the prayers (laughs) of older christians and he's it's very vibrant time um but again we don't always know how to help someone, how to disciple them. So if you know a newer Christian, you are already trying to walk with them and encourage them, but you're not quite sure how to do that, then we've also produced a second booklet, which is um, called, I think, First Steps Following Jesus. And that's not designed for the new Christian. It's designed for you if you're, if you're trying to walk with them. And again... I'll drop one through your letterbox. Just let me know. But we've we've got plenty of those available. And Tim, we've been using them ourselves over the last year or two. Yeah, I've used it a couple of times now. Gone through the whole thing a couple of times, and it is really, really helpful. And having um, having that just resource to touch mm. back and that structure, I think, is helpful. And also, it looks again using what we've talked about a bit here. It not only looks at what to believe, but yeah. also looks at our rhythms, our ways of life, the things we can go and do. Mm. And I think that's really helpful as well because, you know, just saying to someone again, read the Bible, read the Bible, that sometimes it's helped us to go and do yeah. out of this. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. So number five. Number five. <laughs> Nearly there. Number five is probably the one that jumped off the list of you and you thought, what? <laughs> because the language of a spiritual director is not something we're very familiar with in our tradition, really, um, True. and our church heritage. And let's face it, it does sound a little bit cultish. It's, when you first come it's a bit weird. <laughs> but, but what this is about is um, that we often need a lot of discipleship when we're new Christians and then there's a kind of ongoing journey of discipleship that never ends. Um, but it is true that for mature Christians, those who have maybe been walking with Jesus for a number of decades, there can come a point of feeling a bit stuck mm. in our walk with God for all kinds of reasons. 
And um, the, a spiritual director is really somebody who is um, particularly called to uh, spend time with those sort of people, helping them to discern what God's doing in their life in the in the second half of our Christian life, perhaps, you know, um, of course, you can have a spiritual director as a new Christian. That's it's just somebody who helps you follow Jesus. But they're particularly, I think, uh, helpful for those who have been walking with Jesus for quite a while mm-hmm. and um, and need some help. So um, a spiritual director is often someone who's a bit older, who has walked with Jesus a long time themselves and will spend time normally just asking questions really and listening and helping you to discern what God's doing in your life and um, so we just wanted to throw that out there Um, we don't know loads of these people (laughs) we know one or two Um, but I do know they're out there and and what we I guess what we offer is we could say if you would like to spend some time with someone who who kind of offers this we'd love to help you find the right person so if you want some support we can we can do that can't we mate we can get alongside you and um, it might you might need to go and see someone from a very different church background Mm. or step outside your comfort zone a bit Um, but this is an important invitation for some of you to hear I think so so there's our five invitations mm. of things you can do as next steps to grow in discipleship, apprenticeship to Jesus. So all of those are on the notes that we sent out. Um, and as Tim said, you can find them on the website as well. So if you, you, you can't remember which one of those um, you want to, you know, <laughs> go back and look at the notes and have a think and a pray really about, mm. you know, get in touch with us um, and um, and we can point you in the right direction for some of these things so hopefully you know we kind of come to the end of this podcast Mm. now that gives us some idea of what we mean by discipleship um it's a whole way of life and that is an that is an apprenticeship to jesus Uh, and hopefully it gives us a bit more of an idea of where we're heading as a church family Mm -hmm. on this trajectory that we've been on for a while now that we want to see sort of smaller discipleship environments healthy smaller discipleship environments where they're one-to-ones two-to-ones smaller groups that journey together intentionally seeking to be more and more like Jesus that is what we want to invest our energy our time our passion into and uh, we really hope that everybody does yeah too that would be our heart's desire we've got time for a few questions I think so. People can always just turn off if they want to. (laughs) So what we've tried to do at the end of these podcasts is just maybe have a couple of questions that may be raised. So we've got one down on our notes. I don't know if there's any others, but should we hit the first one? Let's hit the first one. So time. This is a a one that's come up. It came up in community. Hang on. You're talking about one-to-ones, two-to-ones. Are you asking for more time? Maybe. But maybe not. And this is the thing. Because following Jesus is about the habits and rhythms of our life, it's not just about adding on more programmes to achieve more stuff. So for some of us, yes, you need to put some time into these kind of apprenticing, discipling environments and relationships. But this actually, you know, Tim, me and you have run a number of these kind of had a number of these relationships which really is a very focused hour a week isn't it mm, yeah 
and um, obviously the relationship exists outside of that hour a week. We, but you know, it's, it can be as focused as your hour a week in the gym. Yeah. You know that that's not an impossible target. Yeah. But perhaps the more important thing to say is that because it's about a way of life, I wonder if for many of us, part of our discipleship is about getting rid of some of the things in our life that make us so busy and so stressed and so tired that we can't face the idea of taking on something else. It makes me think Jesus says, you know, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. So surely becoming like Jesus, following his ways and rhythms, I, I would put my money on if I was a betting man that if we become more like Jesus, we're not going to end up more tired and more no. stressed with less time. We're going to find what it is to walk in rest. So again, yeah, it can maybe mean, maybe it means reordering time. Yeah, yeah. Rethinking yeah. our time. Um, maybe it means prioritising some things less and prioritising other things more. But I think that it, you know, it has to become central mm. Mm. to life, really. If we believe Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, then following him and his ways and becoming more like him surely needs to be the centre of our life. And you think about Jesus, don't you? Like he had, he had times where he was, like we say, up early in the morning praying and times he was at parties mm-hmm. and times he was teaching the crowds and times he was away with his disciples and he somehow managed to you know, live a fully human life with demands that most of us could never dream of. And so if we if we are fearful of what following Jesus in this way will do to our time, maybe that's an even better reason to come and learn from him. Mm. Amen. I think that's probably it for questions, isn't it? I mean, we're hoping you'll join us on Zoom. What's been great is one or two people have already got in touch Mm. to interact a bit about the first two podcasts we've done. And we've really enjoyed that. And that's been fantastic to kind of know people are wrestling with this. Mm. So just remind you to book in um, to one of those Zoom slots um, for a more extended chance to wrestle this through. and Ask the questions that you're thinking of that we're not. <laughs> yeah. So to find all of that, go to our website. You can go to um, the homepage, scroll down, you'll find Whole Church Teaching. Or you can go to our website forward slash Whole Church Teaching. All of it is there, the dates, make sure you book in. And uh, yeah, continue to listen to the podcast. We look forward to sharing with you about mission Mm. in our next podcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to Amblecote Christian Centre's podcast. For more information about who we are, what we believe, and how you can get involved, please visit our website, www.amblecotechristiancentre.org.uk.